back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your host, Andy Kavanaugh, joined as always by the president of Apex, Doug Hubler. Doug, how are you today? Um, you know how when the day starts out with computer problems? Yeah. Um, and inter- there's no internet? Right. Have you figured out that we have a lot that we require on computers and going using the internet, I found out. And when it's not working, people start just kind of looking at each other and then at me, and I've got to figure out what to do. And so that's been my struggle this morning. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, yeah, the internet has been I, down. I I've heard uh, there was unionization <laughs> talk, which I didn't know how that was going to help me with the internet. It, You know, there was uh, a lot of people questioning whether you <laughs> that you paid the bill. Right. Um, several of us are working off of hotspots. Yep. And then the complaint was that our hotspots are not working fast <laughs> enough. Why which, is my hotspot slow? <laughs> yeah, why is my hotspot slow? How, how can I put this on Doug? Right. This is Doug's. Right, yeah. Um, well, while I was on my hotspot, I was mm-hmm. able to get into email. It reminded me of, you know, the mid-90s when we got our first computer at the house where I had that sweet 14.4 modem uh, <laughs> little dial-up sound but I did uh, I got an email from a, a listener that said business acquisition questions so I just thought okay. that I right. would uh, I just thought I'd put you on the spot oh okay good so, so this no serves, preview no preview this serves okay. two, two purposes one okay. the notes in which I take will actually be my response <laughs> so instead of me actually having to come up with the response okay. to these and well, I hope actually I can do something give good answers then. Uh, I'm gonna use it as podcast topic good. and let you answer the okay. questions so that I sound super smart let's see how this when goes I respond. <laughs> so uh, hello mr. Kavanaugh that's me <laughs> I am an aspiring entrepreneur in the Kansas City area if you have a spare minute, I have a lot of spare minutes. <laughs> That's one thing that, you know what I have a well, lot of? Well, this morning. I have yeah. a lot of spare minutes. Okay. I would greatly appreciate your expert insight on the following questions. They said expert insight. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. How prevalent is seller financing in modern business acquisitions? Is zero down a myth or a real opportunity? What say you, Doug Hubler? Zero down is a myth. It's so much of a myth that I didn't even know that it was a myth. Buyer down payment is a must, and seller financing is pretty prevalent. I'd say in, in most transactions, at least, at least half the transactions, there's seller financing. Let me uh, dive a little deeper on your okay. answer. Uh, how much seller financing? My, I'm thinking his question is, can I get a 100% seller financed deal? When you say seller financing, what percentage are you talking about? Well, I'm, you know, when we're talking seller financing, I'm also assuming that a buyer is coming up with something, 5 or 10% minimum, and then a, a seller may finance 5 or 10% on top of that normally. So, of course, there are exceptions, but... You know, if you've got 100% seller financing for a buyer, it typically there are other there are issues with the business that require that. Number two, we hear a lot about baby boomers trying to sell their companies without many buyers to help them. Is this common as it's made out to be? 
without many buyers to help them. So they would they would like to sell, but there aren't enough buyers in the market. Is that the question? I think that's that kind that's of how I that's it? how I would interpret this question. Yeah, we have um, tons of buyers. So I, buyers are not an issue in the market. And so baby boomers coming to the market when the time's right for them to retire, which is now, most, most cases, we're, we're seeing baby boomers. And the, the buyers are not an issue. We have buyers for almost every business. So it comes down to what type of business, how big, all the other things that we've talked about. So now I would say that, that buyers are, are not an issue. I would agree with that. I would also add to it that I think we feel like we have many more qualified buyers than we have good yeah, businesses yeah, to absolutely. sell. Absolutely. Right. So I, I would yeah. say that the we we have buyers waiting for us to get new engagements. Question number three. This is a three parter. Oh, what chances do young entrepreneurs really have? Do you need to be a big experienced player to make deals, or do you often work with young people as a broker? How young is the youngest person you've worked with in acquisitions? Probably the youngest person I've worked with. You've just done a deal with a pretty young buyer. But um, I think probably the youngest person I've dealt with was probably around 30 years old. Yeah, I think the one that I have done, I have one that has yet, to, he hasn't closed, he's a few weeks out from closing, but I want to say he's 23 or 24. Yeah, okay. So, uh Chances that young entrepreneurs really have, I, you know, I think that's an individual question. If you've got the if you've got the chops to do it, right? Yeah, I don't think age really has a lot to do with it. It is what is their background? Did they grow up in an entrepreneurial family? You know, and so they they've got a handle on it. Maybe they've got a a degree that's helped them kind of move along. Uh, but here we kind of get into what kind of financial backing do they have or are they going to rely on family money or do they have some money to put into a business i think the answer to the first question what chances do entrepreneurs real young entrepreneurs really have is i think it's got to be your metrics of success Mm -hmm. and it's also got to be what is the skills and experience that you're going to bring yeah because we do a lot of the baby boomers let's go back to questions a lot of the baby boomers that we're working with started out exactly that young entrepreneurs mm-hmm. yeah like, i'm working with a guy that's been working at his business since he was 11 yeah through a mo went went and mowed his next door neighbor's right. yard dot dot yeah. dot yeah yeah i think that there are quite a few of those businesses that started from scratch and you know but if you're looking at buying an existing business then it probably takes a little bit more from a buyer as, as far as ex- necessary experience and the guts to to go out there and make it happen it can happen and we've got you know finance and we can prove that we've gotten deals done like that but again they're going to need some probably some financial backing to make it work yeah i think the long and the short of it is i don't think age necessarily matters i think there's a lot of other factors that that come into that that maybe Mm -hmm. because of their age they have not had the ability to acquire that experience and the the wealth and right and that stuff so uh number four what liquid holdings should one say before even considering acquisition? How much capital should someone have to make deals that aren't a waste of time? Hmm, that's an interesting question. That's kind of, you know, when we talk to buyers about 
kind of businesses they want, the size of business they want, it comes down to what's their, what, what kind of income are they wanting to derive from that business and assuming some debt on that. So if they're looking for something that's going to make them thirty or $40,000, we, we can find a business in that, in that range. It's not our typical business, but we could find them a business in that range. Or if they're looking for something that's going to make them $200,000 a year or $300,000 a year, Obviously, that's going to take more backing and probably more experience level than prove to a bank that they can make it work. Yeah, I think the liquidity really, I, I guess the, the way I would answer this question is um, you can't spend every penny that you have right. on buying right. the business because you've got to have some working capital to go into that and you've got mm -hmm. to have some ramp time to live off of. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, even if somebody has uh, let's let's say somebody comes in with 10 percent down and they're so we got a 90 percent loan that's a heavy debt on the business already so you know they need to make sure that they've got money to live on on their own to pay their personal expenses for a year or so i would say you know minimum you know there will be banks that will provide some working capital in an acquisition so I think everybody's going to be kind of looking to see what what's left over, and and nobody wants to be destitute <laughs> and yeah. rely solely on the business in those first few months. I really focus a lot on how much cash do you have. Right, and so looking at that, what number would you like if if you get a financial statement from somebody? What's the minimum amount you would look at before you'd say, "Listen, I don't think buying a business is right for you right now." I think I would probably look at it. Do you? It, let's say somebody has a hundred thousand mm -hmm. in cash. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't show them anything much more than say five hundred or six hundred thousand. Because let's say, and this will we're we're going to re reorder his his questions okay. here. Yeah. Um, question number five: For a typical five hundred thousand dollar deal, what is the typical down payment okay. for this purchase? Yeah. So, to loop back on my answer, if you got a hundred thousand dollars down. On that five hundred thousand dollar deal, sure you can you can get a down payment of fifty thousand dollars, ten percent. But we, to your point, probably want that other fifty thousand to live on for a year, perhaps be part of working capital. Um, you just can't get that razor thin. Right. And when I say I would go up to six hundred and maybe even seven hundred thousand, you know, I think that seven hundred thousand is pushing it because. It um, but that's 600000 you know, it would depend on the business. Right, but right. And you're going to be probably looking at some seller financing to make it work. So when I'm looking at a, a financial statement, I'm probably going to say, if, if there's not at least, I mean, you're talking like 50000 mm -hmm. If there's not at least 50000 it can be tough to buy a business because not all that money is going to go toward buying the business. You need something to live on. So if they don't have at least 50000 probably it might not be time to look at buying a business. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that's that, on the small side. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I think the other thing, too, we have we do get a lot of sellers, and we're kind of in that season where the I want to sell my business mm -hmm. people are kind of mm -hmm. starting to uh, to come out. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, yeah. but I've, I've had a lot of inquiries, just cold, oh, yeah. cold inquiries Absolutely. called in just, Hey, Getting a lot of referrals yeah. to talk and to people. Yeah. You talk to somebody and it's like, okay, and you, you go through the steps and mm -hmm. 
you know, you get to the point where you're like, your business is worth $250,000. So two fifty, somebody's going to buy that. Even if they got $25,000, right. you're going to have this debt on it. By the time that debt's taken away, they're going to make mm-hmm. 50 or 60. And probably the person that's trying to buy that business is making 80 or 90. Right. And the yeah. math just doesn't work. Or you get to a point where the loan is so small that the banks are... It's hard to find an interested bank. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of work in those. They're not money makers for a bank, that's for sure. Okay. So now that I've moved these questions around... Yeah, I'm getting I, confused. This get, Actually, <laughs> this goes to... We're just going to call this question five. I just put questions four and seven oh, okay. together. Oh, okay. Uh, question five goes into what one of your, your answers there. How easy and how common is it to get third-party financing for deals? We answered a little bit of that with saying, well, you know, the deal's got to be the right right size. But mm-hmm. I mean, the majority of our deals are funded by SBA lenders. So I think we're probably 70 to 75% of the deals are funded by, by banks. And then we've got some other other buyers who maybe corporate or private equity groups or, you know, have their own funding. They probably have some funding. We're just not involved in that. They've got their resources to uh, to get funding. But the, most of our deals are bank financed. Yeah. How easy, how common? You know, hey, it's common for us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, I, mean, I think we're dealing with large enough businesses where people aren't coming in and paying cash. Okay. Ready for the last question. Mm-hmm. Final question. It's, an, it's a loaded question, by the okay. way. This is like, how prone is a business broker to help a seeking entrepreneur find a good deal? Not at all. <laughs> Not what we're here for. (laughs) Is this similar to a real estate broker's where you go house shopping until you find a good fit? So I think the question is, and we do get this question a lot. I'm going to rephrase it. Is a business broker like a real estate agent where the seller is going to bring their agent and the buyer is going to bring their agent and the buyer's Mm -hmm. agent Mm -hmm. is going to take this person and we're going to just show you business after business after business until we find the right business. So in essence, are we going to hop in the car with you and go driving around on a Saturday, taking you to business A, business B, business C, and business D? Yeah. I think there there are a couple of parts to this because we will spend quite a bit of time with a buyer who we feel is earnest and, you know, has the qualifications, really motivated to buy something. We don't know exactly what's going to fit in their box until we do review some businesses with them. Then we figure out where their fears are, where they're hesitant, what motivates them, what are they passionate about. And so we may show somebody several businesses to start to kind of hone in on it. But I also don't like to prejudge. So if I've got a a new business that's brought to our group, I will I will generally try and let all of my buyers know what the new engagement is. And then the, the folks who are interested then will come to me or respond and say, I want to know more about that business. The other thing is, you know, aside from that, we will work for buyers specifically and doing buyer searches. So that would be a little bit more what he's talking about where, yeah, we will we will go out and we will hunt for deals for that buyer, but two different kind of services, I guess. Hard to judge the question, right? How how prone 
is a business broker to seeking to help a seeking entrepreneur find a good deal? It's the good well, deal is the question. Yeah. Right. What I do mean, you consider a good yeah, deal? Yeah. I mean, we can show them a good business. We can we can find a good business. And what what we feel like we've priced these businesses to be a fair deal all the way around. And we also, since most of these deals get bank financing, they 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 can't be lopsided toward the seller. The math just won't work. So we want to make sure that we get deals closed for the seller, that means the prices have to be fair. And so if a, if a buyer comes to us and says, hey, I want you to find me the best deal out there today, well, I can show you a good business. That's that's what we do, I guess, right? I think, I think if you're finding somebody the best deal on a business, mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be some inherent risk. So one of the deals that I've closed recently, I would say is probably the best deal mm-hmm. that the buyer got. And the reason why the buyer got such a good deal is that the seller's books were a mess. Yeah. yeah. And it was, we had to price the business accordingly. Right. Because of right. the, and we've done topics on this before, but the amount of addbacks right. and the just weird yeah. accounting bookkeeping yeah. practices that, that this person did. Mm-hmm. So we priced the business yeah. on a, a discounted multiple right. because of that. They get into the business. They like the business. They're going through. They shared their valuation mm-hmm. that they received from their banker. Right. And basically they started day one with $150,000 yeah. in equity yeah. in the business yeah. because the bank said, this business is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, there's this weird stuff here. It's all traceable. It's all yeah. tracked back. Yeah. But because of the the way that it was, the way that the bookkeeping, the accounting, just we weren't sure we were going to be able to get it financed. Right. Yeah. And then they conti- they had a good year, and they cleaned up their books throughout the year, and it closed late in the year, and all of a sudden you've got a business that is very attractive. Yeah. That's where I would say you would find a good well, deal. And, you, and you're also dealing with that motivation of the seller, right? So That's we, right. we've seen situations, so I'm working with a deal right now where the seller, and, and he's baby boomer, ready to retire, and he just said, listen, I just, I'm, I'm going to drop my price because I just need to move the deal. Well, that was fun. That was it. Those are the was, questions. Okay. Those well, were the questions. Did, so. it, did it feel like it went well? I, yeah. I mean, okay. I, think you, I think you answered it. okay. I'm going to have to go back. Did and, you take notes? No, because I didn't want there to be a bunch of typing coming oh, okay. into it. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for the, the question, unnamed listener. Uh, if you have questions for us, we've got a website that we send you to every week. That's kcapex.com. That's going to be your best place to find everything that you want to know about buying or selling a business, including asking us questions directly. We'd love it. may not be on there. Get in touch with the team. Check out our active listings. And until next week, if you're looking at buying or selling a business, we got you, fam.